Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. Amen. Can I preach? How, how much time do I have? 30 minutes. 20 minutes. And then we have to go. Today we are baptizing four people. It's amazing. Uh, we are we're starting a new series today titled Sense. Um, and we're going to be doing that for the next, for the next four, four to five weeks. We're going to be focusing on... We're gonna be focusing on the Holy Spirit. That's a, that's a cool that's a cool thing, yeah. That's a cool that's a cool logo thing. Um, yeah, shout out to the team. Give give the team. Um, yeah, we believe in celebrating celebrating people, and our media team is doing is doing a fantastic job, eh? All right. So so this 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 series we're going to be talking about the holy spirit and why are we talking about the holy spirit because we believe that the role of the holy spirit is to awaken our senses so that we may understand the word the will and the works of jesus and walk by them can i say that again we believe that the role of the holy spirit is to awaken our senses so that we may understand the word the will and the works of jesus and walk and walk by by them so we we're saying the holy spirit helps us to sense the move of the holy spirit and the, the, the holy spirit awakens our senses so that we are able to to feel the move of god there's some of you who say you know people always talk about the move of god and i don't understand you know some of you are, seen, are standing there and are saying how is it that the pastor knew that this morning he must give people money how is that you know, how does that work? It's when you are able to sense the move of God. It's when you are able, when your senses are awakened so that you can sense where God, when God is moving, where God is moving, and you are able to move with, you're able to move with God. So this next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit and how you can walk with the Holy Spirit, how you can sense the move of God, not only sense the move of God, but walk in the power that comes with the move of God. The Holy Spirit empowers us. Guys, if you are a Christian and you are not, the Holy Spirit is not activated in your life, you are not walking in power. You're missing out on an opportunity to walk in power. You have authority, but you are not using it because the Holy Spirit is the one who activates it. You should be able to pray for people and they are healed. You should be able to have discernment and discern things before they happen. You can't be a Christian and everything catches you by surprise. When you have the Holy Spirit, you must, you must be able to know that this is a, bus- is a bad business deal and this is a good business deal. Why? Because you have the spirit of discernment inside of you. You need to know that this is a bad relationship and this is a good one. You need to be able to know now I can give. No, now I should not give because you have the Holy Spirit. If you are walking without the Holy Spirit, you are missing out on the fullness of your experience as, as a Christian. The Holy Spirit is what takes the, the, the knowledge of Scripture from head knowledge into a lived experience. He's, he's the one who helps us to be able to walk in the power. You know, we always say uh, the resurrection power is alive in us, but you are walking, you are living a weak life. How? Because the Holy Spirit in you is not active. 
And that's what we're going to be talking about to say, who is this Holy? Who is this Holy Spirit? And I just want to highlight a few things that he does. A few things that he, he does. I'm, I'm looking forward to this series, and I, and I think the worship just set us up so well. I just want to celebrate our worship team, guys. They're amazing. Right? And Jesus now is having a conversation with his disciples. This is now when he is about to hit the road, right? Uh, John 16, verses 12 to, to 16. It says, there's so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at the moment. But when the true giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't, spoke, he won't speak of his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that this divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you soon. You will not see me any longer. Then, after a little while, you will see me in a new way. Jesus is having a conversation with his, with his disciples. And, and, and the first thing that he says to them that catches my attention, he says, but when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil reality, the reality that is every truth within within you. So what he does, the first thing, the Holy Spirit in your life, he reveals every truth that is inside of you. What does that mean? That means there is a truth inside of us. But why is it necessary that the Holy Spirit reveals this truth? What happened to us that we are not aware of this truth? What happened that this truth needs to be revealed because, Mr. Villagas, something that needs to be revealed must be hidden. What is plain sight does not need a revelation. And unveiling is only for that which is hidden. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit will come and, and reveal or unveil every truth that is inside of you. Can I tell someone this morning? There is a truth inside of you that you do not know that only the Holy Spirit comes and reveals. There is a truth inside of you. What happened? What? What happened? And God in Genesis 2, he says, let us make them fail, wait, what? Male and female. And in Genesis 1.26, it says, let us make men in our own image and in our own likeness. Let them have dominion. Let them have power. Let them multiply. Let them cultivate. Let them this. Let them that. Let them be in our image. Let them be in our likeness. What does that mean? It means let them have our character. Let them have our personality. Let them have our authority. Let them have our power. Let them have everything that we have. That means you have confidence. That means you have authority. That means you have power. That means you have discernment. That means you can speak and light happens. Why? Because this is the same God who says, let there be light. That means your words have power to create. When he says, let us make men in our image and our likeness, he says, let them have what we have. Let them look like we look. 
And then in Genesis 3, the serpent comes through. He walks into the story and he says to them, the first thing he says to them, he says, God is lying. He wants you. He doesn't want you to look like him. In that moment, they could have just said, you are the one who is lying. We already look like him. Because he created us in his image and his likeness, but they, they believe the lie. Why does the Holy Spirit have to come and unveil the truth? Because somewhere along our journey, Mr. Zbu, we believed a lie. Somewhere along the journey, we believed something that did not come from God. Somewhere along our journey, we are living with a lie. That some of you are sitting here this morning, you are living with a lie, and the Holy Spirit needs to come into your life, Chilizi, and reveal the original intent of God. There is a truth inside of you that is hidden by the lies that you have gotten from this world. There's many of us here, we are sitting with lies. And God comes into the garden and says, Adam, 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 where are you? Adam says, I am hiding. Why, 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 why are you hiding? Because I am. Let us make men in our own image and likeness. I am hiding because I am. You see, Adam makes a statement of identity. He says, I am. And what does he say? I am. I am naked. Brokenness has come into something that God says, this is good. Remember in Genesis 1, when he was done creating you, he looked at you and said, this is very good. Now the same thing that was good, now things, it is naked. How many of us are sitting here and our posture in life is that I am naked? They say, hey, Dineo, stand up and speak, I am naked. They say, hey, Sibiu, start the business. I am naked. They say, hey, get into the relationship. I am naked. Hey, do this. I am naked. We are unable to stand with authority because we are naked. We are bought into a lie. And the Bible says, and the spirit of truth will come and reveal every truth that is inside you. What does that mean? It means when sin broke you, the truth is still inside you. Even if sin has broken you, the truth is still inside you. Even if you are still sleeping around, the truth is still inside you. Even when you are living in sin, the truth is still inside you. And what the enemy is trying to do is to make you believe that the truth is not inside you. It is somewhere out there. And you look at yourself and you feel like it is impossible to reach that thing. You look at people here and you say, they are so perfect. No, 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 no. What you see in us is already in you. It says, and he will come. And will reveal. He's not gonna come and, and go like this and say, Here's the truth. Tarang, no. He doesn't come from the truth from somewhere. The truth is already in you. 
That's what the Bible says. He will reveal the truth. That means you are closer to your healing than you actually think. You are closer to your breakthrough than you actually think. You are closer to your restoration than you actually think. Because the one has stored it inside of you already. So I says, yeah, I think the wholeness, the healing, the breakthrough, the life is already in me. Yeah. It's there. And let me tell you why. Galatians 2. Verses 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ is alive in, in me. So, quick one. When the Holy Spirit comes and reveals the truth, what is the truth? Because that's the question that most of us, we ask ourselves, so what is this truth? The truth, the Bible says, I am the truth, the truth way the truth and the life what is truth guys truth is jesus christ the truth that 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 the spirit reveals to you carabo is jesus christ who is alive in you that is all the truth that we need to know that jesus christ who is alive in you at every moment of every hour that truth is alive in you that jesus christ is alive inside of you right now whether whether you feel like it or you don't whether you think it or you don't that truth that is Jesus Christ is alive in you but you don't know it oh you don't know him but you do not know him Marisela you don't know the Jesus Christ inside of you I can tell you, my brother, my sister, if you knew that Jesus Christ was inside of you, you would live a completely different life to the one you are living right now. If you knew him, and you see, the Holy Spirit does not come and reveal who you are. He comes and reveals who Christ is. He doesn't, he's not here to reveal to you who you are. He comes to reveal who Christ is. And because Christ lives in you, Osbongi, the Bible says, Paul says, I have been crucified with him. What is Paul saying? He says, the thief is crucified. The liar is crucified. The sinner is crucified. The gossiper is crucified. The sin is crucified. He says, I have been crucified with him. The problem is we do not understand that we have already been crucified. And the Bible says, Paul says, he writes and says, it is no longer I who lives, but it is Christ in me. But because we are so much aware of the lie more than the Christ in us, we are, unable, we are still living like stuff that is crucified. That thing, that brokenness, crucified. That insecurity, crucified. That fear, crucified. That unforgiveness, crucified. Those things have already been crucified. But because we do not, Paul says, it is no longer I. Imagine if you are able to look at yourself in the morning and says, it is no longer I who lives. That guy is crucified. He is gone. He is he is gone. He says, it's no longer I. The Holy Spirit comes and reveals to us 
who Christ, who this Christ, the truth is who lives in us. And when we discover who Christ is, then we discover who we are. That's the reason why he's revealing Christ and not you. Because when you discover who Christ is, then you discover who you truly are. Let me show you an example. There is a guy we know very well. He is, his name is Peter. You know Peter? Peter, number one, was a failed fisherman. You know that, right? Good. A CV. Peter, number two, he was a disloyal disciple. Peter, number three, he was an ill-disciplined disciple. Peter, number four, he was a powerless disciple. Let me show you when. Number one, and the sea when they were trying to catch fish the whole night, he failed. Failure. Number two, when they were trying to cast out the demon from the young boy, he failed. Powerless. Number three, when Jesus was about to be crucified, he cut someone's ear. Ill-discipline. Failure. Number five, when they ask him, don't you know Jesus? says, I don't know this guy. Disloyal. What an embarrassment. You have walked with Jesus for three years and this is what happened. This is what we get. There was Peter. That's who Peter was. And then he has a conversation with Jesus. Matthew 16, from verses 15 going forward, he has a conversation with Jesus. The same guy. And Jesus says, Peter, I, I have... I have a CV here in front of me, bro. It's not looking good. But who do you say I am? He doesn't pull Peter's resume. The only qualification is who do you say I am? Peter says you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. Oh, Jesus Christ, wonderful. Just because you know me, now I'm going to tell you who you are. Peter, now you are no longer the failed disciple. You are the rock. You are no longer the ill-disciplined disciple. You are the rock. You are no longer the failure. You are the rock. And not only are you the rock, you are the rock upon which I will build my church. A church so strong that not even the gates of hell shall prevail against it because you know who I am because you know who I am I'm going to change who you are that's why the Holy Spirit comes and reveals to us who this Jesus Christ is because if we know who he is then the revelation of Jesus Christ uh, has an implication on who you are the minute you know him, you get a picture of who you are. Let me show you how. Oh, man. Can I? Can you just bring me cups there? Just two cups? Empty cups? Or glasses? Glasses, yeah, glasses. No, I just need glasses. I just need two glasses. I just want to show you something quickly. Uh, I just want to show you. Quick, 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 quick. 
Thank you so much, Mrs. Ritual. Let's. What is this? This is this? So these are glasses. We sure? Okay, so glass and a glass, right? So it's a glass and a glass. This one is a glass and the other one is a glass. What is this? What is this? Still the same glass. This one is a glass. This one is a glass of water. Uh, what it looks like from the outside looks like the same thing. But what changes is identity is what is inside of it. If I put cold drink in here, it becomes a glass of cold drink. If I put tea in here, it becomes a glass of tea. If I put coffee in here, it becomes a glass of coffee. Why? Because what is inside of it essentially changes what it is. And when you say to me, I, I have Jesus Christ in me, it changes who I am. When you say to me, I have a healer inside of me, that means I am healed. When you say, I have a forgiver in me, that means I am forgiven. When you say, I have a redeemer in me, I am redeemed. It changes who I am. When you say I have a provider in me, that means I have been provided for. In fact, it doesn't mean I will be provided for. It means I will not lack. If you say to me I have a savior in me, when they ask me who are you, I am saved. You have a redeemer in you. Who are you? You are redeemed. You have a healer in you. Who are you? I am healed. You have a forgiver in you. Who are you? I'm forgiven. You have the lamb of the, you are the, you have the lion of the tribe of Judah in you. Who are you? You are protected. That lion inside of you is roaring. Every morning, every evening, whether you are going through the fire or the storm, and you are able to say, I have the lion of the tribe of Judah inside of me, that means I am protected. That's who I am. What we have inside of us essentially changes who we are. It changes who, who you are. I have a strong tower inside of me. That means I am safe. I have a father in me. That means I am a son and not an orphan. I have God who's holy inside of me. That means I am. I'm whole. Him being inside of us has an implication. And we know that we can trust him. Why? How can we know that we can trust this Holy Spirit? The Bible continues to say in John 16. If you can go to the next slide. In John 16, he says, how can we know that 
we can trust this Holy Spirit. The Bible says he won't speak of his own, but only what he hears from the Father. When he comes to you, Garabo, he does not consult with a serpent that said you are naked. He consults with a father who said you have dominion. That's why you can trust. You can trust him. That's why you can trust the Holy Spirit because he does not speak of his own. He speaks only that which the only. The Bible says he speaks only what he hears the father say. So, the Holy Spirit, my sister, is not going to come and confirm what you like. There will never be a time where the Holy Spirit speaks your preference. He's not here to speak your preference. He's here to tell you what the Father has said about you. You know, people, and, and who, how, do, how do we know that he's speaking what the Father is saying? How do you know that what the Spirit is saying is what the Father is saying? How do you know that what is inside of you, what, what you are sensing inside of you? How do you know that what I'm sensing right now, I can trust that is the Holy Spirit because the Father has said? How, how do you know? Yeah? If it does not align with this, it's your feelings, it's your imagination, it's your wish. It can be anything else. It's not Him. Because he only speaks what he hears the Father say. You know, the Holy Spirit is saying to me, I must not forgive this person. You are lying, my sister. It's not true. Because these days, guys, a lot of us, we use the Holy Spirit. Because we know that no one can argue with the Holy Spirit. No, you can argue if what the person claims is not in alignment with the Scripture. The Holy Spirit is not going to say anything that does not confirm the word of God. It's not. I sense the Holy Spirit saying, you must go and sell your car. What? And come and give it to me as your leader. Excuse me? Where in the Bible have you seen something like that happening? Imagine I say that to you. You see, God can speak to you and say, be generous to your leader. He's not going to speak to me once more and say, you must give me. Uh-uh, it's not, it doesn't work like that. No one was generous in the Bible because they were told by their leader, give me. Uh-uh, it's the Holy Spirit who prompted them and they responded out of that. So if I come here tomorrow and say, guys, the Holy Spirit is saying, you were like, Muruti, just, just give us a second. Can we go and pray about it? You're like, I'm like, no, no, it's urgent. We're in the moment. Hey, guys. I want so, hey, my God. There was a pastor from America. He was preaching. And then he says, Guys, we are in an atmosphere of, of something, something, anointing or something. And he says, if you come and touch my hand with 5,000 rands, that, that anointing will, will transfer. And can I, let me just, let me just tell you what, what was happening. The, the gathering was a pastor's gathering. So it was not just people. It was pastors. 
who were sitting there. One see, I saw pastors running to their cars to go and get money to give to this guy. I was like, you? And I can tell you, you that guy is a powerful preacher. Like, you, he is amazing once. Like, like when he preaches, like, he's a good preacher. So I get why they, they gave him his money. Like, it's those, those pastors way, like, when they talk, if you don't know the scripture, you're going to give them your money. I'm not saying the pastors did not know the scripture. I'm not sure what was happening. They went and they, there was money on the, I was like, okay, I see the, the pastors going to their cars to give this guy money. Where, why do they have money in their cars? Why do they have 5,000? <laughs> why do they have 5,000 in their car? But we are not there. We're not there. We're not there. How, how can we tell that the one we are hearing is the Holy Spirit? Is because he only speaks what the Father, what the Father says. Second Timothy verses 16 and 17 says God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture for it is God breathed and will empower you by instruction correction giving you the strength to take right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness then you will you will be God's servant fully matured perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you how do you know that what the, the holy spirit is in alignment with what God is saying, the Bible says it will lead you deeper into godliness. It will lead you deeper into godliness. Your cell phone number starts with a zero. What? How is that leading you deeper into godliness? What does that have to do with anything, really? After I've done that, and then what? I see beetroot in your lunch. Ah, oh, come on. Come on, guys. You know, I saw... Guys, can, can, I, can I tell you something? Here's the thing about us pastors who, who stand in front of you. We are, we are extremely wise. It's one of the gifts that God gives us. He gives us wisdom to be able to stand in front of people. But not only that, we are very socially aware. When we stand here, we, are, we can... I can say, if you're going through relationship issues, everyone who's going through relationship issues, it's either they will twitch or they'll make a body, their behavior will sell them out. And then I'll come to you and say, the Holy Spirit is saying to me, because I'm standing, standing here gives me so much authority over you. It gives me so much power. I have a view that no one else in the room has. 
It is the easiest place for me to manipulate you. Your face sells you out. Your face sells you out. Anyone who does not have money and, um, and I see, or see will have to play the right chords, and I just stand here, and I'll see it in your eyes. And then I'll say, you know what? My brother, I sense, I sense, Can God help us? Can God help us? The Bible says, and his word will lead us into a path of godliness. Can every word of prophecy lead you more into a path of godliness? May it make you fall in love with God more. May it bring you closer to Jesus. That's what the role of the Holy Spirit, and listen to what it says. Guys, if you want the leading of the Holy Spirit, these are the things that you must be ready for. Number one, you must be ready for instruction. Number two, you must be ready for correction. Number three, you must be ready for direction. And number four, you must be ready to be led into path of godliness. And when you are ready for those things, when you are ready for those things, you will be matured and prepared for God's assignment over your life. Part of your preparation is to correct you. Because we must understand that all of us, the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us here, we need help. All of us here, we need Jesus. You know, I was talking to a brother some other time, and I said, <laughs> all of us here in this congregation, we are recovering from something and it, we can fall back just like that some of you are recovering from gossip you are recovering from some sort of an addiction you are recovering from some sort of stronghold you are recovering we, we are all recovering something negative thoughts insecurity fear we are recovering from something and the word of god comes instructs us and corrects us and leads us to a path of godliness until we are mature and prepared for the work that god has for us philippians 1 says he has begun a good work in me is faithful to see it to completion. Part of seeing it to completion is correcting you. Part of seeing it to completion is instructing you. Part of seeing it to is the process. So when you pray for the Holy Spirit in this season, understand that there's going to be some disruption in your life. And the disruption is not to kill you, but it's to realign you. 
the, the Holy Spirit does not sit in filth. When he comes, there's some stuff that cannot stay anymore. When he comes, there's stuff that can't stay. The Bible calls him the holy. He is holy. He is holy. He does not dwell in filth. And when he comes, he does not condemn you utility. But he comes and corrects and washes everything that does not look like God inside of you. And I want to challenge you in this season, allow him to wash you. Allow him to correct you. Allow him to cleanse you. But oh, because oh my God, when he is done, when he is done, you will no longer be a failed disciple. You will be a rock upon which he can build his church. A church so expansive that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And in closing, the Bible says, He will speak not only of Himself, but only what He hears the Father from heaven. And He will reveal to you prophetically what is to come. He will glorify me in the earth. How can you, number two, how can you tell that it is the Holy Spirit that you are hearing? Because everything He says, glorifies Jesus everything he does glorifies Jesus so if you want to know if what you are hearing is the Holy Spirit or not here is a filter does it glorify Jesus not how do I feel about it am I comfortable with it what is does it glorify Jesus does it glorify Jesus? Oh, you know, it's not really in the Bible. It's not written. It's fine. Does it glorify Jesus? That is a simple question. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is a helper. Why? To glorify Jesus. So that Jesus be glorified. The Bible says he is a convictor. Why? so that Jesus be glorified. The Bible says he dwells in every believer and fills them. Why? So that Jesus be glorified. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is a source of revelation, wisdom, and power. Why does he give us power? So that Jesus be glorified. If the intention is not for Jesus to be glorified, you are going to miss it. The Bible says he guides us into all truth. Why? So that Jesus be glorified. The Bible says he is a seal on the lives of a believer. Why? So that Jesus be glorified. The Holy Spirit helps Christian and intercedes for us in our weakness. Why? So that Jesus be glorified. The Holy Spirit enables us to bear good fruit. 
the Lord Jesus Christ be glorified. Not so that we are powerful. Not so that we are great worship leaders. Not so that we are great pastors. None of that. It's so that Jesus Christ will glorify himself in our lives. That's what the Holy Spirit is there for. And in this season, as you ask him to come in your life, be prepared to be led to godliness in a way that glorifies only Jesus Christ. And the question is, how do I receive this Holy Spirit? Stay tuned. Next week. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that this message has been a blessing to you. Why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Goodbye and God bless.